Hello there, my friends, and welcome into another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. I'm very excited about this one. This time, we're going to be kicking off a brand new series. That's right. We're going to be talking about something I mentioned a week or two ago called the five M's. And briefly, this is going to be talking about the M of mindset, the model, the money, the marketing, and then the method of subscription web design. What do all of these different pieces look like and how do they contribute to putting together a system that you'll be able to use in order to build a subscription web design business that works for you? Now, of course, inside of our mentorship program and my course, the group coaching, as you go through that, You'll learn about these things at an even deeper level, the individual pieces. We can we can go a little bit deeper there than we can go on the podcast, and it's a lot more visual and everything and interactive as well. So if you're interested in that, you can just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and learn all about that. But otherwise, I want to give you an introduction to each of these concepts, and today we're going to start by talking about the mindset. This is arguably the most important part of this because if you don't get the mindset right with subscription web design, then you're going to be set up for disappointment. First of all, because you're not understanding why it is that we use a subscription model. And second, because if you don't take that and then apply it to your practical thinking about the way that you're actually going to do this, you're actually going to find clients and you're actually going to onboard clients and, and sell your services, um, then you're, you're going to be missing out. You're not going to understand the, the concept behind it and you're going to quit and you're going to give up and you're going to go back to turn and burn, feast or famine, client conveyor belt, web design. And I don't want that for you. So it's crucial that we start here and get a clear understanding of that framework and that mindset. So the first thing that I want to start with here is just this idea that the why always determines the what. And I learned this from Myron Golden, who has got just a wealth of uh, YouTube content from the perspective of the Bible and money and, and uh, business. He's a complete genius and an awesome entrepreneur. And I highly um would recommend that you go find Myron Golden on YouTube, subscribe and watch his videos. You won't be disappointed. You'll learn quite a bit. Okay. And he, he always says that the why determines the what. And I love that because in business, we're doing a lot of what's each and every day, aren't we? It's like we're, we're, we have like my to-do list is mountainous, right? I've got lots of stuff on my to-do list. But what I'm going to do on any given day or, or what I'm going to do at any point in time really needs to be determined, uh, be determined by the why of that. Why is it that I'm going to go this route? Why am I going to go on this diet? Why am I going to change my entire business model? Why am I going to charge subscriptions for a website service instead of um, get these large big windfalls? Because I get it. The, the big windfalls of cash are nice to have. I totally get it. So you need a why that's bigger than that circumstance and bigger than that objection to determine the what, to make sure that you stay committed to this model and that you're going to make it work, okay? So figure out what that why is. Again, it might be nice to have those larger cash windfalls that you can go out and, you know, buy something with, you know, buy a new pair of shoes or, you know, whatever it may be, okay? But, but it's very important to realize that what's more important than anything else in business is cash flow. 
okay? Cash flow is the lifeblood of a business. If you don't have customers and clients who are paying on a regular basis and you don't have cash flow, then your business will die. It's very, very simple. And so the flow is very important. Obviously, I want I want large influxes and inflows of cash any point I can get them. And I like to um, move clients up the ascension ladder, which we're going to talk about in just a minute, to, to make it to where any individual client can give me more cash flow uh, than another one. And, and so I want that, and that's good. But the point is, overall, flow of cash is what you need to be looking at. So the why of subscription web design, at least for me, and probably for most of you, is going to be keeping up that flow of cash, being able to predict, okay, next month and the month after, I am probably going to make at least this baseline number, and then any other work that comes in is going to sit on top of that baseline number. That's what's so important about recurring revenue, okay? So let's talk about some of these individual pieces of the mindset. First of all, we have the assumption of continuity, all right? The assumption of continuity. And this is my term for the idea that when a subscriber comes in, a new website client comes in, I want you thinking, and even using this in your sales pitch and everything, along the lines of, okay, me and this client are going to work together for the rest of time. Now, I know, and just full disclosure, I know of some people who teach, um, like, for example, day rate stuff and week-long projects. And, um, you know, like, like there's all kinds of different ways you can structure your business specifically because they don't want to work with people for the long term. And so if that's you, fine. Um, subscription web design is probably not the right path for you, okay? If you don't ever want to talk to your clients again, if you don't work, want to work with clients over the long term, then this is not the right path, okay? Um, in some sense, if, if the middle ground is like what most web designers do, right, and they have a normal sort of project, then subscription web design and, and something like those other programs are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. Regular old, you know, run of the mill traditional web design is sort of the middle of the road there. Okay. Subscription web design buys into at the business model level, the idea of continuity of working with clients for a very long time. Whereas those other models buy into at the other end of the spectrum, the idea that you're going to come in, you're going to take care of a client's project, one and done, boom, and you're not going to work with them ever again um, until the next time they need something, okay? And so it's it's project-based thinking. It's it's We're going to get this done in a day or a week or, or whatever that time frame is, and then we're not going to talk to them again. Most people go in the middle ground, traditional web design, where they do the project, and then they also have some sort of recurring relationship, ideally, afterward in the form of a maintenance plan or something like that. Um, but again, two ends of the spectrum. So on, on my end of the spectrum, on subscription web design, I want you thinking in terms of continuity, okay? I want you thinking in terms of when this person comes in, they're here for life. Now, they probably won't be. And my model even builds in a time period, 18 months, for them to be able to get out, okay? So that's why I call it a lease-to-own model because people are concerned, I'm finding, about the ownership of their website. And um, so I want them to be sure that they can always own their website, that they can get out of it, that there's a contract, that there's terms that allow them to uh, be able to take that website and move on to another service provider if they would like to after a certain point of time. But that doesn't mean I want to go into the relationship assuming 
that they're going to leave after a certain point of time. We go in, and even my contracts spell this out, which you can get if you join up on subscriptionwebdesign.com. My contracts spell all of this out, letting people know that we are going into this relationship with the assumption of a long and healthy business relationship together. And that if at some point in the future they want to terminate that, they're welcome to as long as it's after that 18-month period. Okay. Beyond that, I hope and pray that we get to work together for the long term because I want my business to be a support structure for their business. I want to support them in the website design. I want to support them in the marketing. I want to be, in a certain sense, a, a, a business consultant or almost like a chief marketing officer in a way for their company, you know, depending on the context. And, and so I want them to feel like they're going to be paying me forever and then they're always just going to have a great, up-to-date, wonderful website forever. And then the more that they pay me over time, we can help them with marketing and other things as you add those services in. So the assumption of continuity matters, okay? Another thing that matters here on the mindset is this idea of lifetime value, okay? You're not going to measure your clients in terms of, oh, a, like a, a project anymore, okay? That's not how you're going to think about them. You're going to think about it in terms of lifetime value. So over time, you will begin to um, have enough data to establish some numbers, and one of those numbers, and this is a very crucial mindset piece, I know we're talking numbers, but it's still related to mindset, is lifetime value. Lifetime value. And this is how you know how much you can spend to acquire a customer, okay? Because if a customer comes in with you and they stay on average 24 months, then you know just about how much you're going to make from any given new customer that comes along, and that gives you some data as to how much money you could spend using ads or hiring somebody to do SEO or hiring somebody to do social media or spending your own time doing those things. It helps you justify the value of the customer acquisition cost or the CAC, as we say in marketing, the customer acquisition cost. And when you weigh that against your lifetime value, you can come out with, okay, this seems like a reasonable amount of money to spend on that client and um, on acquiring that client. And then we go from there. I uh, typically, and this is uh, this actually came up on a recent episode of Divi Chat where I was um, fortunate enough to come on there and talk about the subscription web design model, the Divi Chat podcast. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, me and Stephanie, uh, we were talking about this a little bit differently, Stephanie Hudson. Um, we were talking about it in different contexts, but we were saying the same thing ultimately. And um, like the three-month point is sort of like, the point of profitability. Like I don't want to go more than three months on a subscription web design project before I am profitable on that project. And that includes for me anyway, customer acquisition cost and the cost of fulfillment to actually fulfill the project. Um, if I can't start being cash flow positive on any given project by month four, um, then that's not going to work for me. My numbers are wrong somewhere. I need to lower my customer acquisition costs. I need to lower my labor costs. I need to raise my prices. I need to do something to make that work. Uh, ideally, month one or month two, you're profitable on a project, but it's not always going to happen that way. Um, and so uh, month four is kind of like the drop dead zone for me. Like my numbers are not right if I can't get beyond that. But the only way that you're going to ultimately be able to measure that against is with your lifetime value. So you're going to need to get a sense for what the lifetime value is of a customer inside of your business. And then the last one is customer ascension. Now this ties in nicely to the assumption of continuity. And the idea is, is that whenever somebody comes in to your 
uh, main, your like your core offer, your core product or service, which in your case is probably going to be website design, okay? You need to have some other things around what you do, what, around that core offer. You could go whole hog into marketing, but you don't have to, right? You could... Um, um, you know, design some other services. Maybe we need to have a specific podcast about that sometime, which I think I have a, a guest in mind that we could talk about that with. Um, but like what kind of services could you design around your subscription web design business that didn't involve um, like straight up marketing services and like social media and all of that? Um, there's definitely some options there. So regardless, if you're going to go full on into marketing or if you're going to look at some um, other ideas about how to improve the performance of their website, then um, you're going to need a customer ascension path, right? And it's like, okay, well, this is another service that we can add on to your monthly bill. And for that, we're going to provide X. Ideally, you'd have a few more of those things that you can ascend customers into after you bring them in for your core product, your core offer, which is going to be website design in most cases, okay? Um, and that way, you can get more wallet share, from those clients and that will help you to grow your business. And so on average, what if you could be making, you know, five to $700 per month per customer as an average, instead of, you know, the $300 per month that I talk about for website design, well, by creating some, uh, an Ascension path, some add on services that you can also provide, you'll be able to do that. And if you're already in the mindset and in the working mode of uh, the assumption of continuity, that is you're already planning to work with this customer till the end of time, it makes sense to look at wherever their business is now to see what services that you can offer and provide that makes sense given your skill level and what you're willing to do and what the customers that you serve, what your avatar needs. All of those things put together, you can put an ascension path together that makes sense and then you get to use this kind of language. You're inviting people into a process, okay? And so whenever someone comes in to you with a website, you're inviting them into a process that you're going to take them through. For us, that process is called Crest. Talked about this briefly before, but it starts with a conversion-based website, and then we move into review and reputation management, email marketing, SEO, and then um, uh, tracking and testing. So basically CRO, which is conversion rate optimization. Okay, so we offer each of these as upsells for various customers at different points in their journey. And this allows us to get more wallet share from current clients, but not just get more wallet share. It's not just about making more money from them. We're serving them better. We're serving them at a higher level. We're giving them more services they need without causing them to have to look elsewhere. And so it's a win-win for everybody involved. Okay, so that's the first M, the mindset. This is a completely different mindset than most people take when it comes to website design. And if you can get the assumption of continuity, the idea of lifetime value of your customers, and then a customer ascension path to gain more wallet share as you're providing more value for your customers, you're going to find a completely transformed outlook on your business. And that's what subscription web design allows, all while making sure that you don't fall into the trap of feast or famine any longer. This is actually a way for you to support your family, support your business, all while providing a high level value for your clients. So that is the mindset of subscription web design. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I think it's going to be very helpful for you once you get this dialed in and you're thinking. As always, you can feel free to join us at subscriptionwebdesign.com. There's some free stuff over there too if you go uh, check that out. You can find uh, more information about our podcast and also um, a, uh, a free video training over there about the five models of subscription web design that I think you're going to love. So go check that out at subscriptionwebdesign.com and we'll see you in the next episode. 
Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.